welcome to the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. My name is Bianca Johnson, and I'm a spiritual life coach, mindset master, and manifestation teacher. My mission is to guide you in creating a life of true fulfillment and lasting happiness. I teach practical tools that help you live with purpose, manifest your dreams, and be blissful. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, your confidence, your relationships, your abundance, your spirituality, and so much more, then you've come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your personal roadmap to transforming your life from ordinary to extraordinary. I know that in such a short time, you will experience transformation beyond your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Life Extraordinary Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Johnson, and in today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to transform self-hate into self-love. Now, I want to start this episode by talking a little bit about what self-hate might look like in your life, because I think there's a lot of ways that we practice self-hate without actually realizing that that's what's happening and that's what we're doing. So a couple of ways this might show up for you is number one, working yourself past the point of burnout, working really, really hard just to prove that you're good enough or prove that you're smart enough or prove that you're capable, working really, really hard to have a lot of money so that you can impress people, things of that nature, just really burning yourself out, working too hard, not allowing yourself to rest, not allowing yourself time to just be, but working to try and prove yourself. This is all rooted in beliefs of like, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, not feeling capable, deserving, and needing validation from others around you. Another way that this shows up, and this is something I personally struggled with for a long time, also the burnout was something I did struggle with for a significant period, but I'm in full recovery from that. Um, Now the next thing is something I still occasionally struggle with, and this is about how we're treating our physical bodies, what what we're eating, what we're not eating, engaging in any type of things like, you know, eating too much or not eating enough. So we go through these things of like trying to numb out feelings or, you know, not really caring and eating things that we know are not nourishing and supportive to ourselves. Um, Or on the other end of the spectrum is the whole idea of like restricting ourselves and not allowing ourselves the pleasure and joy around eating because we don't feel like we're good enough if we gain weight or if you know, certain things or what people will think of us if we eat these things, especially if you're eating in a group or social setting, Um, all sorts of things like that. So that can be rooted in self-hate, like not loving, honoring, and respecting yourself enough to nourish yourself in the way that you deserve to be nourished or in being so restrictive that you don't allow yourself to enjoy additional things. Other ways this might show up is if you are someone that struggles with anxiety. I know that my anxiety when I used to struggle with anxiety was really rooted in these feelings of not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy enough and not being capable Um, and always fearing judgment from others because when I would get anxious about being around someone or anxious about being in a situation, it was all of these feelings of, well, what if you know, I say something wrong or what if I do something wrong or what if they're judging me or what if they don't like me? And that's all rooted in not self-love, right? Because if we're not loving, if we fully love, honor, accept, and respect ourselves, we don't need 
to fear that external judgment that may or may not rise up. We feel so content and worthy and good within ourselves that what's happening with these other people doesn't really matter. Um, Other ways that we might show ourselves a lack of self-love is by not pursuing things that we actually desire. It's about, you know, trying to do what society says we should want or what our partner says or our parents or our coworkers or whatever and chasing all of these external things that don't truly fulfill us because we may not feel good enough for what it is that we desire or worthy enough for what it is that we desire. I actually just yesterday was having a conversation with a friend about the feeling of not being good enough or important enough or the feeling of like, well, who am I to do that? Um, And we were talking about, you know, writing books, right? Like something that we've both dreamed of doing is writing a book and like having this moment of like, well, who would read it? You know, I'm not important enough. I'm not good enough, et cetera. That is an act of not self-love and like not pursuing the things that your soul feels really called to do because there's those underlying feelings of the underlying lack of self-love. Other ways that, you know, self-hate might show up is the way that you speak about yourself, not just outwardly to other people, but within your own mind, what you say when you look in the mirror, the way that you act around that type of thing. Um, But also if you notice that you're someone that tends to crack jokes about yourself in social settings, like about being stupid or clumsy or, you know, ugly or unlovable or whatever your jokes may be within your friend group, making those jokes about yourself is a lack of self-love. Additionally, the places that you spend time in, the people you spend time with can either be an act of radical self-love or a lack of self-love. So you can be spending time with people that don't really fill your cup, that don't serve the highest and best good of your being, and you allow yourself to be in that because you fear being lonely without these individuals. You fear you know, that you're not good enough to have better friendships or relationships. You fear um, what your life will look like without these individuals. And so there's like a lack of self-love in – you know, spending time with people that don't allow you to feel your best and to be your best. So there's a lot of ways in every single area of our life that we show up either as an act of radical self-love or as an act of self-hate. And that, you know, and that sounds so rough, the term self-hate, because I think we often think self-hate is like this really deep, emotional, dark experience, but it can be very subtle too. One of the things I also observed um, is like the tendencies of like people-pleasing and perfectionism, right? Needing to please everybody around you um, in order to feel good enough and worthy enough, having to be perfect in order to be good enough and worthy enough. When in reality, when you have radical self-love, you don't need to prove how good or worthy or perfect or anything that you are. You just get to exist at the true, as the true, full, radiant, abundant version of yourself. And you get to know that that's enough within you and you don't need anyone to validate that for you. And this is something that I heard, you know, probably within the last six months of this journey for myself that I think might add some value to this conversation is that if you go out in the world with the intention to be liked 
and people don't like you, then you foul your intention. And that failure gives you a sinking feeling, right? Like if you go out into a social setting or you go to work or you're in your relationship and you just want to be liked and you're not liked, then you'll always feel like a failure. Um, and the thing about this is so important is that this is rooted in the desire to control other people, control their perceptions of you, control their feelings of you, control, control, control. But if instead you learn to surrender and learn to set the intention of rather than going out in the world to be liked, go out into the world with the desire to be authentic, to be true, to be your true self, then when you go out into the world and you show up as this version of yourself, if people like you, you were successful at what you did. If people do not like you, you were still successful at what you did because your intention was not dependent on other people's perceptions of you and other people's views of you and instead were dependent on your ability to be the fullest and best version of yourself. That is an act of radical self-love of I love myself enough. I honor myself enough. I respect myself enough to grant myself the freedom to be the most vibrant and authentic and radiant and true version of myself, regardless of what anyone else might see, might think, might feel, etc. That is self-love. And it's a journey. It's a big, big journey. It's not like you'll go out tonight and immediately start being that fullest version of yourself. It takes moments of remembering who you are at the core of your being. And naturally, as you start to do this, there are going to be people and things in your life that fall off. And that's okay because those things were only in alignment with the version of yourself that was small, the version of yourself that you compacted and constricted and restricted in order to be loved, validated, approved of, respected. But the beautiful thing is in our life, as things fall off, it creates space for new things to be born. And so as these things that are out of alignment with your truth, with your actual true radiant self, then there's all the space for new things to come into your life. People that are in alignment with the true version of yourself, things that are in alignment with that true version of yourself. And this is the act of self-love. And the more you show up, in alignment with your authentic truth, without restricting, without accommodating, without trying to be perfect, without trying to please other people, then the way that you make decisions, the way that you speak, the way that you act, the way that you respond starts to change to be in alignment with self-love. Self-love isn't that self-care practice that you do for 10 minutes when you wake up in the morning. Self-love is an entire lifestyle. It's all of the decisions that you're making in every single moment in your life that are in alignment with love. And so every decision we make is either made out of love, which is in alignment with our soul, our spirit, or out of fear, which is in alignment with our ego and our shadow and those wounded aspects of ourself. The fear that if I do this or if I say this or if I set this boundary or if I leave this social situation or if I stand up for this thing that I believe in, it's going to trigger people and upset people and then they'll think differently of me and they'll feel differently about me and then it will validate 
all of those concerns about not being good enough, worthy enough, etc. So the more you have love and respect for yourself, the less these other people's perceptions and ideas and interpretations of you will matter. And that's on living a life of self-love. So then it becomes more natural to make decisions that are in alignment with yourself. When you wake up in the morning, rather than reaching for your phone, you might reach for your meditation cushion because you know that that's going to love and support you. Rather than sitting on the couch to watch another episode on Netflix, you put on your sneakers and you go outside for a walk and take in the fresh air. It starts to become very, very natural where you don't have to force yourself to do things that show love and respect to yourself. But instead, as you do things in your life, it happens just naturally. And I have an example of this for my own life is that I've been going to the gym for a full year now. I started October 14th of 2020 and I'm recording this on October 29th of 2021. So I've been going for a full year now. Um, and last year when I signed up for my me- membership, it was this like trying to force myself, prove myself that I loved myself. Like, you know, I was listening to a Tony Robbins talk um, and he said, he was talking about like, you can never love your life until you love yourself. And so then comes the question of if I truly and completely and fully loved, respected, honor, respected myself, what would I do? What would I say? And I was like, well, I would go to the gym and I would work out. But that wasn't true at the time. At the time, it was like, I can only love myself if I'm a certain size, if my body looks a certain way, etc. And that went on for a long time. And then I took a big hiatus from going to the gym and then I started going back. And it was part of this new identity, part of this, I genuinely have love for myself now. I genuinely enjoy nurturing my body through the foods that I'm eating. I genuinely enjoy going for a walk every morning, getting that fresh air, appreciating the sunshine and the nature. I genuinely enjoy going to the gym and working my body and being grateful for all that my body is capable of doing. So it's a totally different experience. And there will be a lot of things in your life that you may do now as an act of self-hate that as you learn to love yourself, you can do those exact same things but with a different energy. So let's talk about dieting then. We're talking about how we're conscious of what we eat and put into our bodies as an act of self-love. You can hate yourself, right, and be like, I'm only going to eat clean because I hate my body and I have to look a certain way to be good enough and worthy enough. It's the same example as the gym as I just said. But when you come into this act of self-love, it's like rather than restricting because I hate myself and I don't feel good enough, not really restricting but consciously choosing what you put into your body in an empowered way and as an act of self-love. And so there's no one path to this. It looks very different for everybody. For me, there was a lot of self-care that went into this. Every single night, putting oils in my diffuser, washing my face, putting my phone in a totally different room, reading my book, spending time with my partner, um, waking up in the morning, not going on my phone, again, getting those movement practices in. For a while, it was yoga in the morning, meditating, spending time with spiritual texts, journaling, all sorts of things like that, just to have those moments of intimate connection with myself and showing myself care and showing myself love. 
And as this became a practice, it became a practice in other areas too. It became a practice in how I eat. It became a practice in how I spend time with people and who I spend time with and how I react and respond to certain people. You know, there was somebody in my life recently who sent me a text message that wasn't the nicest. And um, I think in the past, it would have really triggered me and I would have responded in a very um, aggressive sort of way because it would have triggered my feelings of not being good enough, not being worthy enough, and all those feelings of lacking self-love. But now that I have this love for myself and now that I have this belief around my own enoughness and my own worthiness, rather than reacting and being defensive in this conversation, I was able to just not even respond, to not even engage in the conversation because I knew that the love and respect that I have for myself is enough and I didn't need this person to validate it for me. So you'll start to notice the more that you engage in this journey of self-love, that these subtle things start to happen for you. And sometimes it's consciously, sometimes it's, you know, you are really triggered and you are really mad and you are really frustrated and there's something in your life that's not working out and you go, you know what? I love myself enough to react and respond differently. And you have to make the conscious choice for this change. But then there's other moments where you just do it and you're like, wow, that was an act of self-love and I didn't even have to try to love myself or try to prove to myself how, how worthy I was or how much I respected myself. I just naturally did it because it's now my identity. It's now who and what I am. So it's definitely a process. If you are struggling with self-love, I recommend maybe doing some EFT tapping around self-love. I definitely used EFT in my journey, especially working on the belief around my enoughness because that was my deepest, deepest wound as I did all of this work on my inner healing journey. Um, but tapping, you know, even though I, you know, I'm going through whatever, I choose to love and respect myself. I choose to love and honor myself. I choose to love and accept myself. And that can be a tool that helps you bridge the gap so that when you are in those situations in your life, you can show up in a way that is in alignment with your truth, with your authenticity, and as an act of radical self-love for yourself. So it might start as a self-care practice, but the more you engage in those practices and bring the wisdom from those practices out into your everyday life, the more you're going to build on this foundation of self-love until you radically love yourself. And it is not something you do, but it is who you are at the core of your being. So I hope that this episode served you. I hope that this inspired you on your journey and maybe helped you to acknowledge some things that you're doing or saying that aren't in alignment with your highest and best self and aren't acts of self-love and how you can start to transform those things. I know there's not really a lot of practical tools in this, but what I've learned in my journey is that I was always looking for the next meditation, the next EFT tapping, the next breath work, the next online course, the next self-development book, the next practical step, but it's not always practical. It's less about what you know and can intellectualize and more about what you can embody. For years, I went on the educational path and consumed all of this information and had all of this wisdom, but didn't embody any of it and didn't make it my identity. And so with that, I wasn't able to change. I wasn't able to experience what I desired to experience. It's in the embodiment, not in the doing. It's in the being. 
So I hope this inspires you and teaches you a little bit about how to not do self-love, but how to be self-love. And of course, if you are interested in expanding on your self-love and expanding on your self-healing, I am offering a destination retreat in January of 2022 in Panama City Beach, Florida. We have an oceanfront condo. Um, It's a beautiful three condos in one and um, we'll be doing daily yoga and meditation together. We're going to be working on meeting your higher self, learning how to tune into your soul so you can be your soul rather than the versions of yourself you feel like you have to be. We'll be doing sound healing right on the ocean um, with crystal singing bowls and a gong and some other magical instruments. We'll be doing a lot of self-healing work. We'll be doing inner child healing. Um, Intuition development is going to be a part of this retreat. It's really going to be about letting go of all of the things of yourself that were never truly you and learning how to be that version of yourself that you truly desire to be. So, Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary Podcast. I'm so grateful to be here with you, and I cannot wait to connect with you again in another episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for pressing play today. I hope this episode has brought you new insights, inspirations, and clarity. If you found any of this information helpful, please share this episode with a friend or on social media. I love to hear about all of your aha moments. So if you had a major breakthrough that you would like to share, send me a message at miss.bianca.m.johnson at gmail.com. That's miss.bianca.m.johnson at gmail.com. And of course, if you are looking to take your journey even further, join me at www.biancamjohnson.com where you will find my free resource gallery and all of my current services and offerings. I'm so deeply grateful that you joined me today and I can't wait to connect with you again soon.